You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hello, welcome into the StarCast Circle Mark Studios. My name is Ryan Chambers, and here in a second we'll be joined by somebody. But first, please go and use the promo code THPN the next time you go and use the DraftKings app for a special little offer from them. This is the after-game review for game number 67. Stars get the win tonight by a final score of 5-4 to four over the San Jose Sharks. Uh, cool thing about tonight, Joe Pavelski gets the game-winning goal, although it shouldn't have been that way, but, you know, Storybook ending for uh, Joe Pavelski anyways. But nonetheless, Stars get the W tonight, and the prodigal son returns. James is finally back. He's been a little busy with work and everything, and I I think this is your first uh, AGR in like three weeks, three and a half weeks, something like that. It's been a long time. It's really nice to be able to get back on it, though. Yep, it it just so happens it it coincides with... Christian going to Disc Golf Nationals for Texas A&M. So he is asleep right now, you know, getting ready. They have to drive starting early in the morning tomorrow. I mean, it's like a 16-hour drive to North Carolina, I think. And he has to get up at like 4.15 in the morning. So like four hours from now. So, you know, he's not with us tonight, but we wish him well in the Nationals. And we'll look forward to his return in the next uh, AGR that he can do. But... We'll, we'll settle for James. Our stats guy is back. So I expect a lot of stats for tonight's games, James. You got anything for us to start off the, to start off the AGR tonight? Uh, first time for like three years, we've had two players hit 30 goals in a season. There you go. Yeah. There's a quick stat. Yeah. All right. Um, oh, Brandon. <laughs> we'll go ahead and mention it. Brandon on YouTube. Okay, boys, how long until Ryan's internet goes out? Bets are open. It's been okay. That's recently. not fair, man. That's not fair. It's been okay. It's been okay. <laughs> West Texas internet sucks, man. I really hate it, but I, I have the best I can get it. I have, I actually have two internet service providers right now until I get rid of the other one. But, uh, Starlink is okay. Okay. I'll, the, the download speeds are excellent. But the upload speeds are not as great. So just bear with me. Hopefully it doesn't go out tonight. We'll All see. All I can say is that I do not envy you. <laughs> right. Middle of nowhere. Hey, and I'm still able to kind of do these, right? It kind of works. So anyways, uh, that is a really cool stat from tonight's game, James, is the fact that for the first time since the 2014-2015 season, the Stars have two 30-goal scorers under the age of 25. And uh, those 225 or younger players happen to be Bennigan back way back when, when they were dominant. And, uh, you know, fantastic to see uh, Rope Hans get his 30th of the year. Not the prettiest goal, but, you know, Robo didn't get his prettiest goal for his 30th of the year either. So who cares? Yeah, it, it Robo looked like a very legal goal. Let's just leave it at that. Yeah. Well, and, and, <laughs> yeah. I mean, even watching that replay uh, before the third period started, uh, I was kind of like, 
he thought it wasn't a goal. He was he was kind of perplexed. He was like, yeah, he was laughing, like looking at, <laughs> looking around, like looking at his teammates, like, wait, why are y'all celebrating about this? That's not gonna count. But whatever. But anyways, uh, talking about tonight's game, James, uh, was there anything that stood out to you? Any initial observations that you thought was like, uh, good, bad, whatever, anything you can mm-hmm. think of? The the game just got really bad for the stars as the game went along. I mean, it just, it just slowly started to slip out of our hands and luckily we held a big enough lead to not let it, not let it drop at least. So. And one of the biggest things for me is still the power play for the stars. It, it's not as good as it used to be. And what's frustrating is that, I think Razor mentioned it during the broadcast. I can't remember if it was the second period or third period. And he mentioned the fact that the Stars originally, like at the beginning of the year, were fourth in the NHL. That was their power play. And I forgot what the cutoff was. It's 26th in the NHL. Right. That's what I was thinking. And I I think overall, I think we're like 12th or 13th in the NHL right now in power play percentage. And, you know, that's... That's not a good thing. Now, the good thing out of that is that they've been able to score more on five on five goals, which we were complaining about a lot at the beginning of the season. So it, it, you know, is not scoring on the power play okay for right now, considering we're still scoring a bunch of five on five? Or is that something we should be concerned about because, you know, you have to really take advantage of your opportunities in the playoffs? No. Assuming we make the playoffs. I mean, it's definitely something to be concerned about, but but as I joke about, the Stars seem to just score all their power plays in bursts. Like, they'll have a night where they score nothing, and then the next night they'll score three. It, it just it doesn't make sense. So my theory is that they're just saving all of them for the playoffs. <laughs> I like your thought process there. I like your thought process there. That's good. Oh, man, I really hope it's true. <laughs> I say that all the time, too. It's just like, I hope my analysis is good. I hope they do what I say. And then, like, more than half the time, they prove me wrong. Yeah, but no. Exactly. So. It's nice to think about, though. All right. Well, anyways, let's go ahead and get into uh, our – oh, no, no, we need to do this first. Chris, Christian started a – New segment. I'll go ahead and say mine first, but James, you need to think about your biggest loser and your biggest winner from tonight's game. Okay. Yeah. We started this a couple of weeks ago and we actually didn't say it last week. I think, I think I forgot to to pull it up. So I got to bring it up this week. Okay. So biggest, biggest winner in tonight's game, in my opinion, was uh, Joe Pavelski. He got, he gets the fifth goal of the game here tonight in the third period. He gets a goal in front of his uh, old hometown crowd. And what was funny is I even I'll, – I'll say this again when we get to it. But in the game summary, when the PA announcer an- announced that he got the goal, there was actually a bunch of cheers from the San Jose crowd. So I thought that was kind of cool. Um, the, the biggest loser in tonight's game, you know, the, there's a couple – oh, Ardell, that is freaky, man. That is complete oh, freaky. Man. <laughs> okay, uh, you must be reading my mind. I swear, y- y'all watch so much now that y'all are reading our minds. Uh, Ardell saying Harley looks lost at times in defensive coverage, pinches up a lot. He needs to learn when and when not to jump up. That was gonna be one of my biggest losers tonight was Thomas Harley. 
Uh, I mentioned this at the end of the first period. I'll just go ahead and say it now. Uh, with one minute remaining in the first, I put Harley has looked pretty rough here in the first period. There were a couple of defensive miscues that he had. And, you know, maybe he's just not fully ready to uh, take up that top four role that he's expect- expected to take. Um, th- did you see anything like that out of Harley tonight? Sure. Do, you, do you agree, disagree? I completely agree. He had a very rough night. As, and I didn't get to watch the first period, but I listened to most of it. And it, it really just felt like, it felt like when I did get to watch that he, he was sticking out like a sore thumb and it, it wasn't, it wasn't fun to see. And it, it's the reason why he was pulled, why he was started to get scratched after he was in for like 15 games. And it, it's really rough to see. Uh, I don't know. He, he looks so good, like in the middle of those 15 games that he played. I just. I don't know if it's like a confidence thing or or if he's just trying to go too much on offense now, but it's rough. And this is a good point by Eric here on YouTube. Hey, Eric, thank you for listening. Like always, man, uh, he will be top four next year after John walks and, you know, talking about John Klingberg. Um, assuming John Klingberg does walk, which I'm assuming he probably will at this point, I'm still keeping my fingers crossed that he re-signs with the Stars. But if he does... Harley's going to have to take up that spot, right? I mean, this Stars team is very used to having two top four defensemen who can really move the puck and who are more offensively minded. And we'll still have Miro. He's around for another eight years after this year. Uh, but the, the logical step for the Stars, other than going and getting another guy in free agency, would be to expect Harley to take that position. And he didn't, he didn't even have to be a top two defenseman for the stars he just needs it to be in the top four so what is in your opinion what do you think harley needs to do in order to get that top four mentality going through his head and that confidence from bonus any ideas Honestly, I'm, I'm not quite sure i mean he he just is so rough on the defensive end up in the nhl especially for sure i'm sure i'm sure he does like fine in his lower leagues but he's getting majorly exploited in these games. And I'm glad you said that because that that would be my biggest issue with him over the course of the last couple of weeks is not his offensive game. I've I've loved his offensive game. I've seen it more. Um, Maybe the fact that I don't like to see him pinching as much as he has, but he's got to be able to play better defensively. And that's something that Miro is so good at, so good at on both sides of the puck. And, you know, we talk about him and his offensive ability all the time because that's what, you know, gets in highlights. People notice offense more. But the reason – I don't think it's an an ironic thing that when Miro Haskinen comes back into the lineup after having mononucleosis for like two weeks that the Stars almost immediately get better. That That's not – that's it's not, not a coincidence. coincidence. It's absolutely not, not a coincidence. And we don't need Harley to be Miro level like that, but we do need somebody else like that if John Klingberg does move on. So he, he's really going to have to step up and out. he's going to have to show that, you know, that he's, that he deserves this spot because it's his for the taking at this point. He's, he's got to prove the two to bonus and to maybe even more importantly to Jim Nil that he's ready to take that top four spot. So 
Um, anyways, let's go ahead and get into uh, tonight's game summary. Oh, wait, no, no. You need to do your biggest winner, biggest loser. I had him, and then I forgot. Okay, you said Pavelski for getting the game-winning goal. So I'm going to say Tyler Sagan. Oh, that's a good one. Because he had a three-point night. They were all assists, but he hit every line combination that he was involved in tonight just looked lethal. Mm -hmm. Like, they were constantly getting chances in the offensive zone. So big winner for Tyler Sagan tonight. And... My loser was going to be Harley, but I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with Radulov, and not because he played bad, but because he just can't sink anything. He just he really can't. <laughs> it doesn't matter how many chances he gets; he just cannot score. Yeah, you you must have been listening to our past two podcasts because that's I all I complained I about. To a couple, but like he he really he really had a great game today. He he was forechecking really hard. And he looked good while he was forechecking. Didn't, didn't take a penalty. A of, he didn't take a penalty this game, which is a big plus. That is a and, big plus. And he, and he didn't he didn't make very bad turnovers this game either. He wasn't he wasn't like a big defensive liability this game. So yep he he just he just can't score. I, he he's eventually going to score, and what I hope happens is that that's going to just come with a barrage of goals. Man, I really hope so. But, but I, I just I mean, right now I just don't I don't see it. I because it, and you know, I'm really harping on him, you know, that he should be scratched and stuff like that. But you know, maybe I was a little too rough on him the last two games. I, I just got frustrated with him because he's been he's had all of these chances. Like uh the first game against Anaheim five or six at least and of those five or Multiple six two or three yeah. yeah two or three were like grade a chances i'm like how do you not get those to go in and then you know typically when we see like hints go through a, a goal drought you know same with robo uh even sagan or ben uh they've been a little bit quieter obviously the past couple of years but they when they get one it, it, it starts to come at more of a consistent pace once they get that first one. And yeah, but, I think that's all Roger Love needs. He just needs one. If you get, well, well, if you get one and he'd get it more consistently. And then that would really help the stars out. He he has four goals on the season though. And none of them are in consecutive games. I'm pretty sure like not, they're all spread out throughout the season. They, it doesn't matter if he scores one, it's not going to, it doesn't seem to have any effect on him. Honestly. Mm-hmm. Right. So, well, for his sake, I hope he gets one very soon because, I mean, I mean, a healthy scratch may be coming his way if he doesn't start bearing those chances. And at least he's getting the chances. So, I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens for uh, Alexander Radulov over the next coming weeks. And, and maybe that maybe that hot streak will start right when the playoffs are coming around. And I mean, maybe that will happen because Radulov has been known to score some big goals for the Stars. Um, not just in the playoffs, but he was one of the big reasons why the Stars won the 2020 Winter Classic. I mean, he was one of the big reasons. So uh, we'll see. Anyways, starting with the game summary, uh, you know, third time's a ch- third time's a charm. Uh, in the first period, bef- some big headlines coming in before the game even starts. Wedgwood is in. He gets the starters net over Jake Ottinger to get Ottinger some rest. 
Gary is back in, Studenich is out, and then Lindell is out for the second straight game. So that's not a good thing for – it's probably the worst of the three. Because you know Wedgwood scared. can handle his own. Wedgwood can handle his own. Gary can handle his own. But not having Lindell in is very hurtful. So uh, hopefully it's not a long-term thing and it's just a couple of games against some bad teams that we can afford to let him, you know, rest and, and you know, start to feel better. Um, right off the right off the bat in the first minute and a half, uh, Nick Benino scores off of a rebound and he makes it one nothing San Jose. So right off the bat, I'm thinking, oh boy, it's the reverse Minutemen. What do you think of the first goal? It it was just the first, opening minute was very kind of back and forth. There were some chances on both sides a little bit. I think both had one quick chance and then it it was just too open for the stars in the opening a little bit. Well, not even 30 seconds later, the stars would score uh, Vlad Nemesnikov, formerly of the Detroit Red Wings, now of the Dallas Stars, gets his first goal from Tyler Sagan, who you mentioned had a really good game. It was a four-check goal, and it's his very first one. It was a, a great setup all the way around, and San Jose just didn't play defense in front of their own net. Yeah, and that was that was kind of a trend throughout the night. They just it's it's one thing that that as Stars fans we find really weird because teams don't get shots from the slot on our team. That that's our that's our best defensive quality as a team. So with just leaving the net open like that and Nemestikov just snuck in, Sagan threw it right to him and he sunk it. Very nice to see Nemestikov get that goal because he's been on that second line. So naturally, if you think, okay, the Stars are going to play him as a top six forward, you would expect to see some offense out of him. And that trio of, I think it was uh, Gary on that second line as well with and, and Sagan and Nemestikov. Really, and sometimes they, Peterson. They, they shifted it around a little bit because I think it must have been bonus not fully liking how Gray was playing, I'm sure, but... It got shifted a little bit tonight. Well, whoever it was on that second line, that second line played very well for the Stars tonight, and specifically in the first period. Um, at 17.44, I wrote, Harley not in good D-zone coverage for the Sharks' ozone chance. So Harley out of position there. Uh, 16.14 remaining in the first. Raffle blocks a shot and then clears. It's really good defense. And about 15, about five minutes in, I wrote five to five in shots. So... You know, there's the alliteration there, 555, instead of 666, because that otherwise would have been bad, you know. And then uh, 1355, Glenn Denning completely plants Melosh. So Glenn Denning with a really big hit there. And then at 1245, Hens gets his first of several chances in tonight's game. And he continues to be the elite forward that we talked about before the beginning of the season. And uh, he shoots it through the blue paint. And, and then, then I kind of wrote this just because... I might be in the minority here when I think this, and you can tell me what you think. I really like the camera angle at the Shark Tank. Like the, it's it's you know most of the time yeah. the camera angle is I know right what you're here, talking about. and then and then at the SAP AKA Shark Center, it's just just slightly higher. And what that allows you to do is it allows you to see more into the 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 close corners, not the far corners, but the close corners. You can see a little bit more. And I really like the the camera angle at the Shark Tank, and that maybe that was just me. And, and random thought, what do you think? Yeah. 
I, I know a lot. I know a couple of people actually like that camera angle. It honestly doesn't make a big difference for me because I'm just used to watching it with not being able to see those inside boards anyway. So it's whatever. <laughs> yeah. Most people are like, Ryan, why do, why do you even care? That's so stupid. Just watch the game. And I'm just like, I think it's so cool. Okay. Anyways, um, right after I wrote that, maybe there's some good, good luck in that I wrote a random thought there, but Hawk and Paul would score after Sagan purposely passes. Purposefully. <laughs> purposely. Yes. He passed that. Passed, passed it. That was the greatest slap shot pass I've ever seen. Greatest fake in history. <laughs> And Hockenpah gets his first real goal of the season. I think it was his third of the season, and that's two assists for Sagan on the night. Uh, it was just a comp- complete bomb at the dead center at the top of the uh, at the top of the ozone. Uh, what did you think of the goal by Hockenpah? Uh, I think Kakinen was just surprised that Sagan's stick hit the ice that hard and just lost where the puck went. And then Hockenpah just kind of like slung it in there. It's a nice smooth shot, you know. <laughs> it, it was on the far side. It was hard to get to, but mm-hmm. like, it's pretty lucky. Yeah, pretty lucky. <laughs> well, I I would like to see Hakampa shoot more because he seems to like he's got a bomb. Mm, and I don't uh, know. And, and by the way, if for those of you that that don't understand it, we were being sarcastic. Uh, Sagan completely left on the shot, and Hakampa just happened to be right to there. Explain that. Just well, some people, at, some people look at the look at the name of the podcast, Ryan. I know, I look know. Look at the name. I know, but some people miss the miss the sarcasm sometimes. You're ruining the yep. the ambiance. I know, I'm ruining the name of the show. Sorry. Anyways, uh, 10:45 remaining in the first. Uh, uh, Petey would get a one v two, and he would try to get something off of it. It was a decent shot, but not yeah. much came of it. 45 seconds later, the stars would go up. Three to one off of a Hintz deflection by Klinger. That's Hintz's 30th of the season. And it was also a secondary assist for Joe Pavelski. So Joe Pavelski gets on the board, uh, one of his several points he's had at the Shark Tank over the three games that he's played there since he's become a Dallas star. And it, I mean, it was a garbage goal. It, and it happened to bounce off of Hintz in, in the slot. He was in the right place at the right time. And, you know, Kakinen. Dang, man. Uh, did, yeah. did not look good. Uh, what'd you think of that play? I think Hintz was surprised how that went in. I think everybody was surprised. That <laughs> cause, cause it, he, he, he was trying to tip it, but it, it was like tipped really hard. So the puck's going a lot slower at that point, And it just kind of snuck past Kakinen on the far side, right? Yeah. But did it like go under his arm? I, I don't know. It was hard to tell. Well, honestly, I thought he did tip it. I thought he tipped it because, you know, when I when I was first watching the play, I, I thought he tipped it. So I thought it was an amazing goal, and I was freaking out because yeah. I thought it was a beautiful no. deflection. And then I saw what happened. I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, no, he, he was so surprised to win it. He felt to go off of him, and then he was like, wait. <laughs> oh, cool. It's in the back of the net. <laughs> and I, I, I'm good at this hockey thing. I, I just yeah. need to stay in the slot. Let goal number 30, off. baby. Right, exactly. Um. Anyways, uh, Stars are up 3-1 to one at this point, and this would be the third of a four-goal barrage by the Stars in the first period. Uh, at 8.50 remaining in the first period, Darlene for San Jose would get a chance after Secker misses the puck, 
trying to glove it oh, out. Yeah. I and, saw that. I was like, what the heck was Sekiro thinking? <laughs> well, and, and, and in Sekiro's defense, he normally makes that play. He yeah, normally he does. He's it. made he's made that play, you know, dozens of times. And the one play, time he doesn't, it kind of, you know, shoots himself in the foot with it. So well, thankfully nothing came of it. That That's why other players don't do that play, though. Because if you miss it, the person has a breakaway. So it's... Or if you're going to do that, make sure your defense partner is behind you. Yeah. So it was, I mean, if he waits like a second longer, instead of like skating towards it, he waits for it a little bit. It's probably not even a problem. And he maybe he was just trying to pinch out the D zone blue line to in order for that not to come in. And and I think that that was the case in that particular play. But still, you got if you're going to make that play, you better make sure you do it because so, otherwise that could have been really bad for the stars. Um, and then they finally went to break. It, it, it took them eleven and a half minutes before they finally went to break. And then at, right after they came back from the commercial break, the first thing they mentioned was the Dallas has a one and five record against the Sharks in the Shark Tank in the last six games. So. Thanks. Scary thought. I, you know, even <laughs> even up three to one, I'm just thinking, oh great, Thanks, the stars, the stars are going to completely stars this. So, and then and then I wrote down this. I wrote, can Kakinen play every game against the stars? You know, he, he can just get traded from every team, even in the playoffs. And it, it he's that he's the like only player idea. he's allowed to. I love. I would love to see Kakinen in the net rule. for every single team we play against, and he has to start. <laughs> which and which. Again, I was surprised he got the start tonight. I think because everyone of, was. Like that that was that seems like such a dumb decision. Right. And uh Reimer was seven one and one it against the stars in his career. So just doesn't and, make and, sense. and and especially after the last game Kakinen played when he was a member of the Minnesota Wild, the stars lit him up. He they scored seven on him. And and didn't Reimer shut us out last? Last time we played them, uh, I, something or, like that. He played really well he, against he, us. He he did. We got like maybe one goal, I think. I don't remember. It, it was something like that. It was something insane. But either way, I'm thinking seriously. Can Kakinen play against us every single time? Uh, but anyways, five and a half minutes in. Uh, Chemilevsky. I love his name, and he played great tonight for the San Jose Sharks. Uh. He would have a chance with a broken play in front of Wedgwood, but he completely missed the net. Um, two and two minutes and 45 seconds remaining in the first. Couture would have a breakaway. He didn't get everything on it, and he still tested Wedgwood, but uh, Wedgwood would make the save there. Uh, the one minute remaining mark in the first, I mentioned that already. Harley was looking pretty rough. And then with seconds remaining in the first period, and specifically .3 seconds remaining, Robo would score off of the boards. He would score by a point shot from Miro, who would get the primary assist, and Sagan, who would get the secondary assist by winning the faceoff. So the Stars would go up 4-1 to going into the first intermission after allowing the first goal. So complete turn events. Yeah, complete turn of events for the Dallas Stars. And the Stars don't normally score four goals in a game. Nonetheless, you know, four goals in the period. So, I don't remember the last time we scored four goals in a period. Right. I don't either. I don't either. And 
a couple of stats coming out of the first period that I wanted to point out. James, you kind of semi already mentioned this uh, off air with me when we were talking before we started. They won eighty percent of the eighty six percent of the faceoff. Excuse me, in it the first crazy. period. I, I looked at it and I thought it was an error. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that that can't be right. Like, mm. no. But no. no, we just won every faceoff in the period essentially. Right. Um, and then I also put this is that the defensemen for the stars have actually been chipping in points, even with Miro being out. Um, they have been tied for the fourth best in the league as a decor since January 20th. And before that, they were like bottom half of the league. Yeah, I think 26th or 27th in the league in points. So They're the fact scoring though. Hey, I don't care. As as long as they're getting assists and stuff like that. I'll take assists. I'll take it. I'll take sure. it because we were not getting any kind of defensive or de- defenseman offensive numbers for months. And the, the fact that we're seeing this now, that's great because the Stars lean heavily on those numbers, especially Miro, Essa, and John Klingberg in particular. And hopefully Harley can get into that conversation too. We need to get him his first career goal. We'll see what happens. But uh, we'll see. Um, overall thoughts from the first period? Uh, we just dominated that period. I mean, they got the they got the chances at the beginning of the first. But after the beginning of the first, we just played the whole period in their zone. Like, we, we didn't have to play defense that period. Yeah, and th- here's a good comment by Eric and Eric saying on YouTube, John is putting up points since he was not moved at the deadline. And that was something I, I specifically mentioned the very first game after the trade deadline. He looked fantastic, defensively and offensively. So you could tell that that was always in the back of his mind, the trade deadline and the fact that he could get traded. He, he probably didn't want to be traded, and maybe that's why he was playing so badly. But ever since the trade deadline, he's looked a lot better overall. I there, I think there's one game recently when I've been like, okay, his his defense has not been up to par. But ever since then, other than that one game, I've noticed him making great defensive plays, great offensive plays. And, you know, it, it's good to see John Klingberg playing well. Yeah, and really, he he had a step up in his play when Haskinen was out for those 11 games. And it, he's just looked better since the trade deadline as well. It's It's... It's really encouraging to see him play a lot better now. Yeah, and the Stars really needed that too, uh, especially because they, they need offense from their defensemen, and that's how they win games sometimes. So, anyways, uh, second period, obviously, Kakinen comes out after allowing the fourth goal with 0.3 seconds remaining, and Reimer is in net, and that's when they show the stat 7 1 and 1, which scared the crap out of me. Uh, 17-17 remaining in the second. Stars are forechecking really well. That was a big part of their game in the first, and then it continued in the second. Uh, 16 minutes into or 16 minutes remaining in the second period. Hence, with a semi-breakaway, Burns would take a slashing penalty, and it would be the first penalty of the game. It goes against the San Jose Sharks, and it would be the first Stars power play. Um, at 14:53 during said power play. Uh, Pavelski would get stoned point blank by Reimer. So, you know, Pavelski trying to get that goal against his former team, but Reimer says no. And then at that point, sorry, I gotta move all my papers around. Uh, Sagan had a really, huh? You mean your iPad? 
Oh yeah, yeah, my my prim my iPad primitive edition. And then uh, anyway, Sagan would have a good defense play on Bolsters during the power play, and the Sharks would kill the penalty. The Stars are over one on the power play. Uh, what did you think about the power play, the first power play? Honestly, Man? I didn't get to see the first power play. Oh, okay. But but from from what you're saying, we we had chances on it, but is we're not scoring on them. It's it's frustrating. The NHL season has been packed with dirty dangles, hat tricks, and big wins. As the action rolls on, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has your shot to win big too. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's right. A bump in the win column for your team means free bets for you. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you still have a shot to light the lamp. Everyone can play for huge cast prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, bet just $1 on any NHL team, and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 21 years of age or older, restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Period would continue. Uh, 13 minutes remaining. Stars with a potential three on two, but raffle, raffle, raffle does not connect on a pass. And the dude cannot make any offensive plays to save his life. Score a goal, make a, a, a good pass, or anything. So I, I guess Bonus really loves his defense, and maybe that's what's keeping him in the lineup. But Rolfo did play really good defense tonight. Specifically, I'm thinking about the block shot that he took to the side and then speared the puck out of the... Out yeah, of that's his. a good point. So, that is a good point. Like, that. that's a... That's a full commitment play right there. It's crazy. Uh, Pavelski would get high-sticked about 30 seconds later, and there was no call on Magana, so that would go uncalled. And then uh, Brent Burns, about 20 seconds later, would score. It wasn't a good goal. It was a lucky bounce off of mm. uh, Harley's skate, mm. and it's you say lucky. You say lucky, but like... If you Harley's sitting in the worst spot possible, with his with his skates angled perfectly for the puck to go off of him and into the net. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, but that that's that's really that's pretty bad by Harley. Like I I saw it at first and I heard it, I was like, oh, that's pretty unlucky. And then I went back and looked at it again. I was like, is it Man. really unlucky though? I mean, he he really. I mean. It happened to Lindell the other night too, but like mm-hmm. two games ago, yeah. You you just you can't sit there as a defenseman. Yeah, that's true. And but the difference between Harley and Lindell is the fact that Lindell makes better defensive plays. Harley does not really make better defensive plays all the time. Yeah. So it really felt like Harley was there, just hoping that the puck would hit him and not go to the other person. Right, and. I mean, I understand that Harley was was in good defensive position, but you can't let that go off your skate, man. I mean, it, it's just an unlucky bounce, so whatever. But anyways, uh, you know, three minutes would go by, and I felt like I had to write something down, so this is what I wrote down. I wrote 19 to 16 in shots in favor of Dallas. Uh, that would, you know, very much narrow narrow down as the game would go along. 
and uh, the difference in the shots was much worse in the first period. So San Jose getting more shots, more opportunities, uh, but still the Stars playing pretty good defensively. The one goal that was scored in the second period was just, I thought, was a lucky bounce. James thinks it was just kind of a... It, it was it was still, like, it's a lucky bounce. It's a lucky break for them, but, like... Harley you can't, shouldn't you be can't let that. it. You can't let it go off your skates like that. Right. At least um, not when you're not playing good defensively anyway. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and I made it a point tonight to do this particular thing, is look at the more defensive plays that Stars are making, because I write a lot about the offensive stuff, but not too much about the defensive stuff. So this is one of the one of uh, several that I mentioned. I mentioned Raffle earlier. Um, this, at 8 minutes, 41 seconds remaining... Uh, there was a very good defensive play by Miro with, on San Jose when there was a 2-on-2. So uh, Miro with a really good defensive play. A uh, minute and 40 seconds later, seven minutes remaining in the period, Pavelski would have a chance off of a San Jose turnover. And then I wrote, would love to see him get one off of his old team, which he eventually would, but not yet. Uh, four and a half minutes remaining, Petey with a chance from Radulov, a good save by Reimer. And then I wrote... Two things here. Maybe Radulov just needs to pass the puck and not shoot. Because <laughs> he seems to do really well when he passes the puck to Peterson. And Peterson normally puts it puts it away. And then I put, Peterson has really started blossoming into a possible top six option for the Stars. And this is something we've mentioned, especially over the past month. He's in double-digit scoring for the Stars. Uh, this guy came out of nowhere. Nobody saw him making the stars off of the opening night roster, but because of some issues with, uh, with some injuries that we had, he makes this the opening night roster and he's been a regular in the, in the lineup. And especially for a rookie to be playing as well as he has, he, a lot of that has to go to Rick bonus. And I will give him full credit for that because this guy has come out of nowhere he scored very well for this team, and I think a lot of it has to do with the style of coaching that Rick Bonus does. And and Peterson just happens to blossom under this type of system. What do you think? Well, the reason why Peterson scores goals is because he's good at shooting from the slot. He he finds his way there pretty regularly, and he 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 knows how to get open there. So mm-hmm. that that's really where he scores most of his goals, and. He actually had a little bit of trouble tonight. He he was in tight twice on goalies, and he he can't lift the puck very well from very close. I've noticed, but he really does. He just he just sinks into that slot position and just consistently scores from there. And I don't know how much of that really is bonus or just him being a natural goal scorer and just going to where he knows he's going to score. Well, and what I would love to see out of him is the whole fifth round pick thing oh, yeah. that the stars have. I don't know what it's it so is about crazy. stars with the fifth round picks, but our current captain, Mr. Jamie Ben, was a fifth round pick. Klingberg was a fifth round pick. And now this Peterson guy who looks like he could be a top six option, like for real, over the course of the next 10 years or so, is also a fifth round pick. So. We'll see what happens with Peterson, but I would love to see him on the top line with uh with Robo and Hintz once Pavelski is not in the picture. And 
I, I think he's doing a fantastic job. It doesn't matter what line he's on, whether he's with uh, the, the Sagan Mestikov line or whether he was on that third line with Ben and Radulov. Uh, he's he's been doing really well offensively. Yeah, I mean he's he's outscoring Guryanov now. He has twelve goals and Guryanov has eleven. So then that's a big deal, especially especially considering Guryanov two years ago was the Stars, you know, top goal scorer. I think he had twenty. So, um, anyways, uh, after that uh, chance for Petey, uh, two and a half minutes remaining. Ferraro for San Jose. I thought this was kind of funny. Uh, they were trying the hidden ball trick. Yeah. <laughs> so That's Ferraro, so confused. I, I, I think everybody was. I was confused. I was like, "Where did the puck go?" And I was watching. Uh, I was watching Reimer because you know normally goalies are the ones that know where the puck is at all times, and he's looking around like, "Where the heck did it go?" And I don't even think Ferraro understood that he had the puck in his glove for a second. It, it was like a good like second or two before anybody realized that it was there. But anyways, I thought it was funny. Uh, and then minute 35 remaining, uh, Burabanov, who was a waiver pickup from Toronto, uh, and now plays for San Jose, had a wraparound chance. And then Radulov, again, with a really good chance right before Burabanov's chance. That would end the second period. The Stars are up four to two. You know, San Jose gets the only goal of the period, but, you know, it was a, it was a freak bounce. It, it, it was an unlucky bounce in my opinion. Eh? Is yeah. how I would describe that I mean, period? <laughs> the period kind of kind of flew from stars in the first five minutes, and it flew and it moved over to the Sharks in the middle of it. And then once the Sharks scored, it kind of moved back to the stars. And, and a lot of – and it wasn't like we were playing great defense in the first and last five minutes. We were just playing in their zone. Mm-hmm. And that that's kind of – that's kind of how – we were winning this game so handily in those first two periods was we, we just, we didn't play in our zone at all. Yep. And generally I liked the second period. I thought it was okay, but you know, two goal leads are the worst leads in hockey. Still, it, it, it used to be one and now it's starting to become two for the stars. It's still one. It's still one <laughs> because, or, or because we just we're, we know we're gonna lose that one goal <laughs> every single time. It's Especially not it's not a question. Five. Yeah, it's it's, a, just... it's not a question of if. It's a question of when. Yeah. So. Well, we don't win when it when a six on five. We no, just know when. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. H e n when. We'll, we'll talk about it again. But uh, or you know uh, apparently a four goal lead is the worst lead in hockey for the New Jersey Devils. I don't know if you saw that today. Oh, my. I listened to that game. Did you believe that? That was painful. <laughs> okay. Yeah, ran, random side tangent here. Okay. So, New Jersey was up over the Florida Panthers 6-2, to two, I believe. Or third. was it 5-1? to one? It was 6-2 six six to two two. going into the third. Going into this third period. A four-goal lead, which is what made me mm. kind of scared about this two-goal lead. They lost the game. It was hard to listen to. It was it was <laughs> so sad. Game. Like they the the Panthers scored one early in the third. I'm like, oh no, please don't. And then they scored another one about halfway through. And I was, please no, please no. And then they scored one out at, at towards the end when they pulled the goalie with like four minutes. Left. I was like, oh no, they're gonna do it. Yeah, I started I started watching when it was uh six to four. When it was yeah, six no, to four, I, I started watching, and I was just like. They're gonna do this. 
if, if there's any team in the league that can do it, that has the offensive firepower to do it, it's obviously the Florida Panthers. They're the only but, team that's beating us in third period comebacks. I know, right? Exactly. So, <laughs> so yeah, it makes sense. They're like, oh, that was that was a hard game to listen to. Man, uh, well, hopefully that doesn't happen to the Stars. But dang, that that has to hurt. I, I know New Jersey is not in any it kind of. Me. I know, I I know, it hurt me, yeah. I I felt bad for Neil, who, he's the, he's the podcast host of the, uh, his, the name of his podcast is escaping me, but he covers the New Jersey Devils for THPN. And it was, I I thought about him as soon as it became 66. How do you explain that game to anyone? Yeah. Like, when they went to the third period with a four goal lead and then they lost. (laughs) Thankfully, (laughs) <laughs> the Stars almost did that tonight, but it did not happen. So let's get into the third period. We tried here. to. We tried to. We tried to give it away, but we didn't. Uh, th- so first thing coming back into the uh, start of the third period, they mentioned 30 goals for each Robo and Hints. First 25 years old or younger duo since Finnegan. So good for them. them. Going into the third period, uh, 50 seconds in, there was a chance for Klingberg. And at this point, a minute later, it was 25 to 23 in shots for Dallas. So the stars are getting even closer in shots to the San Jose Sharks. Um, 1741 remaining, the Sharks would get their first power play of the game. It was a slashing call on Sekra. It was kind of weak, but I mean, I it was a penalty. I looked at it, but it was it a looked penalty. like he just got a stick, honestly, because I went back and looked at it and they called it on that first little thing around. If anything, it was hooking, but like, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's true. Anyways, uh, right off the face-off, off the penalty kill, the Stars would get a three-on-two. What? And they they get a good chance off of it. There's no goal off of it, but it just the Sharks were like, "Oh, we lost the face-off," and then all the all the forwards are like, "Oh, screw y'all! Y'all take care of the defense." <laughs> I think the Stars were a little shocked. Oh, they, I, I I forgot who was skating the puck into the neutral zone, but he was fixing to dump it in, and then he realized, "Oh wait, we have a three-on-two." <laughs> That's what it looked like. It was really weird, but anyways, good chance for the Stars there. Uh, again, I made it another point to write a good defensive play. Uh, 20 seconds later, 17-10 remaining, there was a good poke by Suter on Timo Meyer, who leads the Sharks in basically all offensive categories. So good play by Suter there. The Stars would eventually kill the penalty, and the Sharks would get nothing out of that power play. It was not a good power play for them. The Stars would continue their penalty kill uh, prowess over the last couple of games. Yes, they've been playing the bad California teams, but still, it's good to see them get some good momentum for their penalty kill, which has been kind of spotty over the past couple of months. It was spotty when Miro wasn't in the lineup. Yeah, and, and then again, he came back and then, it, why, and then it kind of fixed itself a little bit. Yep, another good reason why it's good to see Miro Haskinen in the in the lineup for the Stars. Uh, fourteen, fifteen remaining. Uh, Barabanov would do another wraparound chance, and you would think that. He would realize that wouldn't work, but he did it anyways. Uh, a minute later, 13-10 remaining, Logan, Logan Couture with a wide-open net, but he's not able to put it home because it jumps on him. And he almost made it a one-goal game. It turns around, 5-2 Dallas, 12-16 remaining. Pavelski would score off the rush from Hintz and Robo, and 
he has now scored against all 32 NHL teams, including his own team. And if he hasn't played Seattle yet. Yeah, we have. We've played Seattle. Did yes. I miss that game? Yeah, I think you missed that game. I think I missed that game. I didn't know we played them. <laughs> I think it was towards the beginning of the year, but uh I have no recollection of that game. Well, Did we win? I I, I hope so. <laughs> <It's in Seattle. laughs> but anyways, uh five to two, Pavelski would score. He would finally get a goal against his uh former team and we didn't realize it at the time, but it would be a very, very big and important goal for the Dallas Stars. And, I thought that that was going to be the nail in the coffin. I thought that they that they just, like, sealed it with that because moved back to a three-goal lead, and, yeah, that's probably it. I didn't, There's probably I, not going to be anything else. I didn't hold my breath for that comment at all. I thought that, but I, I didn't believe it. And it, it's, it's just crazy what – what the first line on our team does. Like they get three goals on the night tonight. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's stupid what they're doing right now. It's there nice to have very, a good first line. It's, it's a very scary line. Like well, together, and, it's probably one of the most scoring lines in the entire league. That'd be interesting to look up a stat about that. That would be very interesting because it's not like any of those three guys are like, Crazy. You, you know, it, it's not like they're superstar quality. I mean, I would consider all three of them as pretty elite forwards, but you know, they're not Connor McDavid, yeah, they're, uh, they're Austin Matthews, elite, but they're, they're not the yeah. top 10. You know, not one of them is like a top 10 player in the NHL, but the three guys together, the chemistry between them is just absolutely insane. And it reminds me a lot of uh, Boston and that those three guys in Boston with Pasternak, Marshawn and Bergeron and all three of those guys just you know they're more they have more star firepower than those three than our three guys do but there's a lot of good similarities between the two so it's just good to see the third the top line for the stars continuing to score and they're gonna have to continue scoring in order for the stars to make the playoffs or do any kind of damage in the playoffs so let's hope that continues um, at ten and a half minutes remaining, Glenn Denning would get high sticked. It looked really bad. At first, I thought Glenn Denning was going to be out of the game. He would say in the game, "It was a four-minute power play for the Stars, and it was Hurdle who would take the penalty." So it was the the first minute and a half was really bad, and the next minute was better. But the San Jose Sharks would kill all four minutes off. And at that point, I'm thinking, I really hope this doesn't come to bite us in the butt, and it almost did. With four minutes and 39 seconds remaining in the game, the San Jose Sharks would score. It was Leonard with his first of the season, and it was off of a broken play, and the shot came from the point by Carlson. So it was just a – it was a broken play. Carlson shot it from, I think, the, the right side. It bounced off a couple players, and it happened to jump right down on Leonard's stick, and he puts it away. And that's when I'm thinking, oh, no, here we go again. Here we go. And it wasn't even six on five at this point. Yeah, that goal went in and, and, you know, as Stars fans, you just feel your heart just kind of drop about two inches. Or like the oh, Grinch, man. like, like your heart sinks down, like it was like three sizes too small or something. And, and you, you can just <laughs> feel the rest coming. You're like, oh no. Oh, here we go. <laughs> 
And then uh, three minutes later, with a minute and 25 seconds remaining, uh, Shimbalevsky, who I mentioned earlier, who I thought had a really good game for San Jose, would score. But no, then I actually, yeah, and that's, yeah, so, yeah, let me finish. Let me finish. <laughs> no, I thought he scored. And then I wrote, oh, actually, it's Couture. And I put, uh-oh. And he didn't it, score. He just kicked Wedgwood's pads out of the way. That's all. I didn't think he kicked it out of the way. It looked like he kicked them out of the way. But either way, either way, the Stars can't allow a goal like that. Oh, no, that. he was wide open. <laughs> now they allow a goal like that. That was ridiculous. I saw that, and I was like, that's going in no matter what. <laughs> he can he can shoot it 12 feet in the air and still make that in the net somehow. So it was a bludgeoning goal. Oh, excuse me. I'm tired. You would think it's like after midnight in, uh, in the central time zone. But anyways, after that, you know, Stars fans are just holding their breath. Because, you know, oh, I wasn't considering... Breath. I was panicking. Considering the game we played, <laughs> considering the game we played, there's no way that this should be 5-4. to four. Absolutely no way this should be 5-4. to four. We should be up by 5-2 to two like we were. And... and you- you know exactly and, how it happened is is we stopped playing in their zone. And, we, and, uh, and even I, the first thought, 15 minutes was better. The first 15 minutes of the of the mm-hmm. third period were okay. They weren't mm-hmm. fantastic. It was not like us dominating like we did in the first period, but we didn't need to. We were up four to two at that point. And then when and then when we got the goal, we were even up five to two. So it's almost like the stars like took their foot off the gas and they were like, okay, we have a game tomorrow. We need to save some energy. And it nearly cost them the game. Which, like, that makes sense to an extent. Like, I haven't looked at the the time on ice tonight. I'm sure it's spread out a lot. But you, you just – we just lost focus completely on this game. Mm-hmm. The, these these teams that are out of the playoffs, they, they know they're not going to make it, but they're still hungry for these wins. They don't want to be the team that finishes last in their division. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, thankfully it didn't happen because Ben, I mean, the the guy is a beast. I mean, there's so, there's <laughs> that was so many, hilarious. there's so many things he, he doesn't get credit for, but like the last 20 to 30 seconds, he yeah. keeps it in a he, corner. He has it pinned and he literally takes like a full two seconds to look up at the scoreboard away <laughs> from where the puck is. He still has it pinned. He looks up and he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> looks back down and keeps it pinned there for another like 10 eight, seconds. Eight, 10 and, seconds. Yeah. And, and, was it. and, and it was, it was basically one V three. It was, it was him against three sharks and the three sharks were not able to get the puck away from Jamie Ben. So he, he kind of takes it to the buzzer stars win by a final score of five to four. And then I wrote a really scary way to end the game. I just hope that we got our rest in for tomorrow. <laughs> right. So, cause, so the stars will turn around tomorrow and they will play a game in Seattle. I'm sure they're actually on their way to the airport or they're already in the air and, uh, they're heading their way to Seattle. Um, do you know what time that game starts, James? Nine. It's a nine o'clock game. Eight. Another o'clock. late one. Oh, eight o'clock. Eight? I thought it was a nine o'clock. I thought I'm it wrong. was an, I thought it normally was a, I'm right. It's okay. I I thought it was a nine o'clock game too, but it's actually starting at eight at Climate Pledge Arena. Um, Seattle is having a really rough season. 
I mean, they're an expansion team. They Hopefully they keep having a rough season. Yeah, at least for one more game oh, against the Stars. There's there's one thing that I wanted to mention. So we we beat the Ducks 3-2 to two in back-to-back games, right? Did mm-hmm. you see the game that they had tonight? Or it wasn't no. tonight, it was last night. They they scored five against the Coyotes, which, like, it's the Coyotes, yeah. But they shouldn't be scoring five, probably. They're not mm-hmm. they're not a very good team either. So that that team was begging for a win in those two games. And the Stars took care of business. It wasn't pretty, but they took care of business. And I guess you could say that about all three games so far in on this West Coast trip. One goal games. Stars are best. one of the best teams. We're one of the best teams when it comes to one We're goal games. We're just having our stats. <laughs> I I was really I was really thankful that the Stars didn't have to worry about the four minute power play not costing them in the game tonight because I thought it was going to, especially when it became five to four. I was like, we're gonna lose this game in overtime, and we're gonna look back at that. Four, four minute power overtime, play. Ryan. If we were gonna lose, they would have scored there with like a minute left, and then they would have scored again before the game, and then we would have lost in regulation. Shut up, James. You I know that's you. what would have happened. Yes, I know that that's what would have happened, but you don't. Doesn't mean you have to mention it. That well, didn't it didn't happen, so I mentioned <laughs> it. All right, uh, it, it's getting late here. It's it's one fifteen in the morning. We got church tomorrow morning. You got anything else tonight, James? Before we close it out. Uh, uh, at, from, so, Ardell was sad that we don't get a GG boys from Chris, so, GG boys! <laughs> James filling in for, for Chris tonight. <laughs> Alright guys, uh, please make sure you go and follow us on anywhere you get your social media. We're basically everywhere, including on YouTube, Twitch, uh, Twitter, Instagram, basically everything. Uh, also, we'll be back with you guys again tomorrow night after the game against Seattle. That'll be a little earlier. And then a couple of other things. Uh, we will be doing a live watch along with, uh, Neil of, again, the, the podcast slips my mind, the name of his podcast, but he covers the New Jersey Devils for THPN. We'll be doing a live watch along on the THPN YouTube channel next weekend. And I believe that game is during the afternoon. I'm looking it up. It's one o'clock uh, a week from today. So, so it's on. It's it's that Saturday. So we will be looking forward to that. About afternoon games. We lose those games. We lose those games. (laughs) No matter who it is. So, and then uh, also go and make sure that uh, you go and check out StarcasticRemarksShop.com. We've just released our first phase of our merchandise options. There's some uh, coffee mugs, some apparel, obviously, and some other really cool stuff there. We'd love for you you guys to go and check that out. And uh, that's how you can directly uh, fund our podcast and help us with all the stuff that we do. We really appreciate that. And, uh, yeah, make sure you like and subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts. And I think that's it. Along with James, I'm Ryan. And we'll catch you guys on the flip side. We hope you guys have a fantastic evening, morning, whenever you're listening to this. Bye.